This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Trump appeals for USMCA. Wheeler pitching WOTUS. Purdue reaching out to lawmakers on ERS and child nutrition in the works. President Donald Trump used his State of the Union speech last night to defend his trade policy and call for Congress to approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But he devoted a lot more time and passion to a more immediate issue, that getting Congress to meet his demands for border wall funding before a stopgap bill funding much of the government expires next week. Now take note, Trump devoted just a few sentences to infrastructure, which is a major priority for agriculture. And by the way, presidents almost never refer to farm bills in the State of the Union message, but Trump did last night. He cited the 2018 Farm Bill as an example of what is possible with bipartisanship. Now, for more on what the president said, plus a look at the path ahead for the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement and the debate over the USDA's new Swamp Buster rule and the latest on Farm Bill implementation, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Optimism grows for China trade deal. There's still a lot of work to be done for U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer to secure a trade deal with China and end the two countries' competing tariffs, but optimism appears to be growing in the Trump administration and the private sector. Archer Daniels Midland CEO Juan Luciano told investors Tuesday the company is now expecting the trade war to end this year and soybean and corn exports to resume at a more normal pace. Luciano said, so we're still counting with maybe smaller than other years, but still sizable exports from the U.S. in the fourth quarter from soybeans. He said that is our predominant scenario at this point in time. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts also was upbeat Tuesday about the prospects for a deal, citing a conversation with Greg Dowd, the chief agriculture trade negotiator at USTR. China's 25% tariff remains on U.S. soybeans for now, but the country continues to make purchases in order to fill a promise made by Chinese Vice Premier Liu He last week to purchase 5 million metric tons. On Tuesday, USDA confirmed export sales of about 2.6 million metric tons of soybeans to China. That follows an announcement Monday of a new sale of 612,000 metric tons. Wheeler pushes WOTUS and nutrient policy. Acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, fresh from having his nomination advanced in the Senate committee, will be in Georgia today to promote the Trump administration's revisions to the waters of the U.S. or WOTUS rule. Wheeler will be joined by David Ross, EPA Assistant Administrator for Water, also will be discussing the agency's nutrient management policy. The Senate Environment and Public Works Committee approved Wheeler's nomination on an 11-10 to 10 party line vote yesterday. The nomination now moves to the Senate floor. Wheeler has been serving as acting administrator since Scott Pruitt left the position last year. Purdue consulting with Congress on ERS move. Under pressure from Democrats on Capitol Hill, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue says he'll be consulting with Congress before moving ahead with the relocation of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute for Food and Agriculture. 
Purdue told reporters Tuesday that he will also provide lawmakers with a very serious cost-benefit analysis justifying the move of the two agencies from the nation's capital. Many of them have had concerns about what prompted this relocation plan, Purdue said. Purdue also said he expects to have a revised list of the potential relocation sites, quote, very soon. Some 136 entities and 35 states have formally expressed interest in hosting the agencies. As we reported last month, the House-Senate agreement on USDA's fiscal 19 spending bill includes report language directing Purdue to provide the cost-benefit analysis to Congress. And by the way, Purdue says he has no problem with ERS employees deciding to unionize. A unionization vote is planned later this year, according to government executive. I'll be visiting with them, talking about our plans, according to the secretary. Child nutrition back on the Senate agenda. Senator Roberts tells AgriPulse the Senate Ag Committee is going to take another crack at passing a child nutrition authorization bill. His last attempt in 2016, in the final year of the Obama administration, produced a bipartisan bill in committee. But the five-year Improving Child Nutrition Integrity and Access Act never got a Senate floor vote. Roberts says that would be the starting point for a new bill, and he thinks there could be bipartisan interest in both the House and the Senate. We'll come up with a bill and hopefully pass it, he said. Now keep in mind, the 2016 bill authorized USDA to roll back whole grain and sodium standards imposed by the Obama administration and included provisions aimed at boosting milk consumption. USDA last month finalized a rule that gives local schools more flexibility on all three issues. Farmer optimism rises in survey. Producers are more optimistic about the farm economy following the enactment of the new farm bill and the announcement that USDA is making a second round of market facilitation program payments. That according to the latest monthly survey by Purdue University and the CME Group. However, farmers are still concerned about the stability of farmland values and that 25% of U.S. soybean growers surveyed plan to reduce their acreage this year. The Ag Economy Barometer registered 143 in January. That's a 16-point increase over December, the highest measure since June 2018. But what about that trade war? Longtime agriculture economist Barry Flinchbaugh says growers are privately becoming more concerned about the president's trade policy. Flinchbaugh said the attitude is changing, although farmers are still pretty quiet about it in terms of getting up at a meeting. That Flinchbaugh speaking at the Farm Foundation Forum on Tuesday. Groups appeal for biodiesel tax subsidy. The National Biodiesel Board, American Farm Bureau Federation, and trade organizations representing fuel marketers are urging congressional leaders to pass an immediate extension of the expired biodiesel tax credit, allowing the tax credit to periodically expire severely disrupts access to capital as well as the ability to hire and expand, the group say at a letter. USDA and USTR are looking for ag trade advisors. Purdue and Lighthizer looking for help from the private sector to advise them on agriculture trade issues. 
There are roughly 150 seats open on six separate advisory committees that deal with livestock and meat, fruits and vegetables, grains and oil seeds, processed foods, sweeteners and tobacco, cotton and peanuts. Hearing the diverse views of our agriculture exports helps us formulate trade strategy and keep American exports growing, according to the Secretary. You can mail your nominations directly to Purdue or send them electronically at ATACS at FAS.USDA.gov. Here's today's He Said It. I would suggest they spend a little more time on the wagon tongues because they're going to get a rude awakening in farm country. We've about had it. That ag economist Barry Flinchbaugh on what Trump administration officials would hear from farmers about the president's trade policy. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Gary Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.